0: from fights is over i'm back i'm joe the guy who forgives mimic for accidentally killing mariko and i'm here to recap ufc fight night grosso versus our I, I i had it i practiced the pronunciation so i'm just going to call her vivi for the rest of this because i don't feel confident in it <laughs> anyways guys the break's over enough talk let's get to the fights And in our main event, we had Alexa Grosso, who's streaking. She's this rising prospect. She's trying to keep this winning streak alive against a really dangerous and solid Vivi Abrahujo. I think I got it. Uh, first round, I, I had Grosso winning. I thought the boxing was looking great. Good kicks for as well. But the jabs and lead hooks to kind of set up the path for her right hand, I thought, was doing wonders. Uh, Vivi was trying to get the grappling going. But it, it, she wasn't seeming to have too much success with it, and she almost got, like, she got reversed on, like, her takedown attempt. So, good first round for Grosso. I think. I think that was a clean one. Second round, pace picks up really well. Grosso's just eating her up on the feet. There is a takedown, and Grosso is on her back. So, Vivi has domin- dominant position for a little bit, just controlling her. But then, like, a minute and a half left, Grosso explodes up, and then she just dominates the striking. Just eating her, picking her apart, just eating her alive in there. And I think it's going to be a hard round to call, though, because... I know a ton of people put stock in the takedowns. I, myself, personally want something done with the takedowns. If if they're, if it's a close round and the takedown is a deciding factor in it, then well, what what happened with the takedown? You know, I kind of want to look at things like that. Um, when Vivi was on top. She wasn't really doing much. I kind of leaned away from it. I want to stress, though, this could be biased talking. I am a very big Alexa Grasso fan currently. So just a little caveat I want to toss out there. But I do score it for grosso third round grosso's just lighting her up lighting her up on the feet definitely a round for her i thought fourth round more of the same just a striking clinic by grosso who's now freezing vivi vivi was always leading the dance so to speak and at one point she just kind of froze up didn't really want to engage anymore she was just kind of kind of relaxing getting loosed up in there while grosso's just in there all right i'll wait it was... Uh, I, I, the commentators were like, oh, you gotta faint. You gotta do something about it. I, I do agree. You have to faint. But I think that's also telling. That she was the one wanting to go in there all the time. And now it's like, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. You know, I want her to lead. And I think that's a little telling, essentially. At least in the mental aspect of it. Um, that doesn't win you any points. Or lose you any points, but just saying. It was something interesting to look into. Uh, some more failed takedown attacks by Vivi at the end of the round. But... It just is what it is. And the final round, the same patient effective striking we've seen all fight is here. Horribly, like just incredibly hard stuffs of any taking out attempts or grappling attempts. And near the end of the fight, Grosso does stun Vivi. And it seems like she's going to go for this finish. But she gets close up against the cage and kind of held there for like the last like five seconds though. So it doesn't matter. Um, but for me, this was an easy 50-45. You know, and Alexa Grosso does win the decision moving on up and i think this is a big one for her as i think now this solidifies her that she is a very good looking or my bias coming out again Uh, she's a very um appealing title contender now i think that's probably the better word i would like to use a better appealing title contender i think the problem is that the top of the division is hard to navigate on the preview show go watch it when it comes out uh is um we talked about that with at Women's Flyweight, because next week is Manon Ferro versus Caitlin Chikagian, and that is kind of built up as like a title eliminator. Um, so it's like, hmm, so what do you do? I personally am suggesting this. I think the UFC needs to just go ahead and do Shevchenko, Talia Santos, too. I thought Santos won that fight. Like I'm kind of confused like as to how we give it to Shevchenko, but sure. Sure, it's all I can really do when I disagree with the judges' scorecards. Um, and I think the winner of next week's fight, if it's Faroe, I think Faroe should just get it. I think she should just be next in line. And we have her fight the winner of those two again, of the rematch. We don't need to do a third fight every time it happens. Just my opinion. Um, I think if Chukagian wins, I think she's still a hard sell for a title fight because of the fact that even though she's doing incredibly well, and I think she does deserve it if she beats Farrow, I, I think I don't think they're going to. So, I to help ease their minds, why not have Grasso fight Chukagian if Chukagin wins? If Farrow wins and they don't do a rematch, and they're just going to toss Manon Farrow into the Shevchenko fight, then I think have Talia Santos fight Alexa Grasso. I think that's the kind of path we have to look at. Again, next week's going to be... When we kind of see a clearer picture, we can start really guessing. So it's really hard to say for what the future is after this main event, sadly. But it's it's great that we're having, you know, flyweight. No one cared about the title picture for years. And now we actually, oh, we get to navigate it now. Ooh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Again, the vision's getting good. It's pretty nice. Now, for the co event, it was Killer Cub Swanson versus Jonathan Martinez. This fight was at 135. Really interesting because Cub Swanson was a career 145-er, his first fight down at 135. So, I was definitely really interested, especially because I like Cub Swanson. And, man, this first round was awesome. Uh, great striking for both guys. Good, solid takedown from Cub. Um, the kicks from Martinez's southpaw position were just blasting, though. They were landing hard on the body. Couple went high. It looked like they were partially blocked, nothing too crazy. And the low kicks, hmm, I'm bringing those up early because those were doing something early on. But the body shots were insane. And he nearly gets the finish in the fight. He gets a knee to the head, drops Cub Swanson hard, swarms. Cubs, you know, rolls to the cage. He's kind of just getting pounded on, and the round ends. And Herb Dean apparently was like watching the replay, going, man, someone should have stopped that fight. Who's the referee on this? And. <laughs> So, second round, Martinez lands a big kick, gets another swarm to another knockdown. And it was actually really cool. While he was on the back, Martinez was actually landing, like, elbows, like, multiple ways to the shoulder blades of Cub Swanson, which was brutal, unique, and I loved it. Um, and But now they're back on the feet. After some grappling, they get back on the feet. And Cub is pressing in with head movement and these big hooks. And whenever he's pressing, like, being the aggressor, stepping in, using footwork, and his head movement to land big shots. He's winning the fight, but he always resets. It's like a big thing he's always done. He'll land the big shot and he'll reset. And when on the reset, Martinez is just... start. Okay, now we're in the open. We're in the neutral again. I'm just going to keep blasting these kicks at you. And it's just adding up. Low kicks, body kicks, head kicks. They're just taking all this momentum away from him. And eventually the low kicks pile up. And he gets dropped once before... I think he got dropped twice before... But the last one that drops him looked painful. The way he hit the ground, it's like he tried to get up and ended up rolling. And he's like, his face is just in pure agony. And Martinez is like, oh, he's done. I guess I'm going to hit him. And then Herb Dean remembers he's the ref and stops it. It was really weird. Uh, Tough one to watch. Uh, Or let me rephrase it. It's tough to watch a guy you love just go down like that. But man, this fight was really fun. I got to be honest. But then some other notable moments from this card. A rising on my boy radar as potential future boy, Dusko Todorovic. He lost the first round pretty bad to Jordan Wright before just swarming and bringing that violence and just going all at it against the gas Jordan Wright in that second round. He got a TKO win. It was it was awesome. It was a really good fight. Sloppy, fun in that second round. The first round's impressive when you consider the first round how bad he was getting beat up on. Uh, Alonzo Minfield got a win over Misha Serkinov with this aggressive wide hooks that got him an early violent knockout shot. It was insane. And finally, Rafaela Sunzal got a gutsy, gritty decision win. The show. He still got the stuff. You know, he still got he still got something going. He had a four fight losing streak and he's back in the win column. Man, good for him. You know, give you know we got MMA, UFC doesn't care about their legends. And I'm not saying that a legend, but he's a he's a vet that was very highly regarded at one point. Let's give some love to him, man. Good job. Good job, man. Uh, but that's it for me. Be sure to check, check out the preview show where me and Carl broke down UFC 280. And also, of course, next week at the pay-per-view, or after the pay-per-view, uh, I will be recapping it, and I will be denying any wrong predictions I ever made. Um, you know, I'm always right on these recaps. That's just how it, that's how it works. I predicted all of these to go that way. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm Joe with the INC. Thank you for watching.